You're listening to The Sigrun Show, episode number 410. In this episode, I talk to Ray Baumeister about how to make 100K a month with Facebook ads without launching. Welcome to The Sigrun Show. I'm your host, Sigrun, creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, up-level your marketing, and succeed with masterminds. Today, I speak with Ray Baumeister, a Facebook ads expert and online business coach. He specializes in helping his clients reach the revenue target by using Facebook ads effectively. In this episode, we talk about how to make 100K a month with Facebook ads without launching. Before we dive in, there is still time to sign up for my one-day life planning workshop. I've created a fun, insightful, and effective planning process that I teach my clients to reach six to seven figures. I've used this planning process myself to build my multiple seven-figure online business, and now I'm dedicating a one-day workshop to teach you how you can plan your year 2021 and make it your best year yet. You walk away knowing what exactly to work on and when so you can get more done in less time. Are you ready to set big goals and map out your vision for 2021? Then go to the show notes at sig.com forward slash 410, where you can sign up for the live planning workshop. You'll also find all the links to Ray Baumeister. I'm so excited to be here to talk about Facebook ads with Ray Baumeister. Welcome on my show. Thank you, Sigrun. Nice to be here and talk to you. <laughs> it's interesting how we got to know each other, though. One day, I get an email from my business coach at the time, James Wetmore. I was in his inner circle mastermind, and he sent me an email one day saying, hey, I know someone who is in Europe. Uh, you should got to get, get together. And uh, he connected us uh, because you were in his group coaching program. Yeah, exactly. So this is probably three years ago. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. I guess three years ago. So time goes by fast. Yeah. <laughs> time goes by fast. And finally, we find ourselves three years later doing these podcast interviews. I was on your podcast. Now you're on my podcast. But it's uh, fascinating to me how you get to know people and how you can actually stay in touch and, and, and keep conversations going, even if they don't talk for a while. So I'm happy that you are finally here to talk about Facebook ads. <laughs> wow. Thank you, Sigrun. <laughs> so first, I would like to know, how did you get into Facebook ads? Why are you doing this? I, I try to keep it uh, short and sweet <laughs> because I could talk for hours about that. I'm in the online business now for, I guess, over 20 years. I guess I tested everything that's possible to test. <laughs> And I was starting out with Amazon and later was uh, at other companies like a publishing house, publishing brand like Cosmopolitan. Actually, the publisher, Jörg Markwart, is a Swiss guy, so I guess you know him. <laughs> but, <laughs> but anyway, so um, I was running, you know, um, online marketing for those companies. 
and uh, I was also experimenting with Facebook ads and Google ads and SEO and whatever. I saw the pros and cons, but I also experienced, you know, like on my personal journey that I wanted to have my own business. So I built up business units for, for those companies, which was fun, but I wanted to build, build up my own business. And, you know, I saw an opportunity to show like entrepreneurs, uh, smaller companies, what the big guys do. <laughs> mm, what Amazon does and Cosmopolitan, what they actually do. Yeah. 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 Like running, you know, advertising and uh, compared to like a publishing house where you have to spend like whatever 20K just for one uh, print ad, you can start with uh, small amounts of money. And that's how I got, you know, started with Facebook ads and also started with coaching Facebook ads. Mm. So how long ago is that now? Um, five years, I guess, roughly. And so in the beginning, were you doing ads for people or were you always uh, from the right, from the get-go, teaching them how to do it themselves? So the first year so I was doing uh, running ads for companies, so trying to understand the system, <laughs> the algorithm. I still try to figure that out five years later. <laughs> Aren't we all doing that? They, they change from day to day. So even as an expert, you are always learning. So first you were running ads for entrepreneurs uh, five years ago when you started your business. And then at some point you made a shift. So now you don't run ads anymore. You, you just teach people how to do it themselves. Exactly. I mean, there are some exceptions where I have customers that have really big budgets but like 99% of my customers, um, they are coaches. And uh, how long would you say that someone should be doing this themselves? Because, you know, I get this question a lot from my clients. They're like, oh, I don't want to learn Facebook ads. I'll just hire someone. And I'm like, ah, wait a moment. Maybe you should learn a little bit because uh, it costs quite a chunk of money to hire someone who's good. And uh, the Problem is, if you don't know anything about Facebook ads, you might hire someone who doesn't know <laughs> anything, <laughs> you know, even less. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I have a lot of, many of my customers, they have some experience, you know, uh, having an agency that didn't deliver on their promises. So first of all, I'm a big fan of outsourcing. So in general, I, li I like the idea to outsource, you know, stuff that I don't know myself or don't want to do myself. But when it comes to, you know, acquiring new customers, I think, you know, that's a part where, where I would be very careful what I outsource and to whom, because I'm dependent on that, on that person or, or on that company or on my revenue stream. So what's the right strategy? That, that's a hard question. But I would say if you start out, you definitely should learn it yourself so that you can choose a partner. And then, you know, how do you find a good partner? Then it gets very tricky because um, a good partner just works with uh, clients that spends a certain amount of ad budget. So you, I guess you should spend a couple of thousand euros per month so that you that a good an agency chooses to work with you. <laughs> so that's yeah, the problem. It's yeah. the opposite. It's the opposite way with Facebook ads, I've noticed. Like normally you can just go out and hire anybody for anything. Yeah. But Facebook ads agencies are choosy who they work with. Yeah, at, at least the good ones. Yeah. So if they're not choosy, you know that you're probably talking to not a good one. Yeah. Aha. <laughs> uh -huh. Okay. This is a warning for our listeners. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then then the point is, I mean, if you spend a couple of thousand euros a month uh, and you, you found an agency, then at some point, probably, I guess you think about, hmm, so I'm spending whatever, like 3K on ads per month. I spend another 2K for, for that person in the agency. So it's like 5K. Shouldn't I now do it in-house? <laughs> so the time span where you outsource, in my point of view, is um, a very limited one. So if, if you ask me, I mean, obviously I'm biased here. Yeah. <laughs> I would start out to learn it myself and then, you know, build up somebody in my team and hand it over. That would be my strategy. Yeah. So you would eventually try to take this in-house, but that would be someone else. It would not be the entrepreneur themselves. Yeah. It can be just a media buyer in the team. Yeah. Okay, so now you've been doing this for five years. Uh, you have different types of programs, I guess, depending on how far people are. There is something that people can start with. And ultimately, you, you coach people on how to build complete funnels as well? Yeah, actually, I, I changed my business quite a bit. So currently, or already for like uh, almost two years now, I just have one, one product. I like to keep it simple. Yes, I like it. <laughs> So just one product, just one funnel and one perfect customer, if you want to call it that way. Yeah. So who is your ideal client for that one program? So usually they are like coaches, experts, trainers or agencies, and they already are at a certain level. So usually they already tried to run Facebook ads on their own. <laughs> <laughs> they already tried. Didn't work out so well, right? Exactly. So they're, they're burnt somehow, you know. <laughs> And they also sometimes they have already worked with agencies, so they have an understanding how it works, like roughly. And they also, but they also understand that um, if you want to scale a business, like really scale a business, uh, you need to spend money on ads. So you can't spend five euros and expect like a hundred k launch. That doesn't work. So they have a very good understanding on you know you have to spend money, and then you get money. I mean more money. And that's my perfect customer because I don't have to start from zero. Uh, there's, you know, some knowledge. There's also what is important for me, a product that works. So, I mean, you can have the greatest marketing if your product sucks. I mean, it doesn't really make sense. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So let's get into one way of what you would recommend someone to do. We want to talk about how to make 100,000 plus a month without launching, but obviously using Facebook ads. So I'm assuming the first thing you need to have, I hope I guess it right, you need to have a product <laughs> that you've sold before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You need to have a product that you sold before that, you, that you're proud of, that you believe in. That's a prerequisite, definitely. And then, I mean, there are, I guess there are many ways to get to 100K a month. Um, so one way is a live launching, for example, with the help of Facebook ads. And um, I did that in the past, but I switched like two years ago, I switched to a different model, which just um, fits my personal preference more. I found launching quite stressful <laughs> and I found it quite uh, complicated. And usually every time I, I did a launch, something breaks, you know. <laughs> So I, I was trying to find a way that's uh, less stressful and also coming from a Facebook ads perspective, find a way that I'm able to spend money on ads like the whole year. 
So I found it uh, frustrating that as you know, when doing a launch, I I have like a two-week window where I spend like maximum amount of ads. Then my ad gets uh, shut down or whatever. And then the last two days, the ads like runs perfectly smooth. I get leads for like nothing. And then the the launch is over and it's so frustrating, you know? (laughs) It is, it is. Uh, So what I I did now, fast forward, I put it on Evergreen. So currently what I'm doing is I'm running Facebook ads like the whole year, 24-7. And I'm advertising an Evergreen webinar that I recorded. And uh, at the end of the webinar, pitch like a strategy session or like a free call. And in that call, I just sell my, my offering, my product. The nice thing about that process is that, as I said, I can run ads like all the time. And what I personally, because I'm very analytical and introvert and sitting, like to sit in like my basement, you know. <laughs> yeah, I like to be in your cave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, exactly. So I can look, you know, at the numbers like on a weekly basis and tweak it and optimize it and, you know, change like five minutes of my webinar and make it even better. And that's a really cool, it's not relaxing, but it's not so stressful way to really build up your business business and Many of my customers, they build it up to like 100K, optimizing, you know, and tweaking the little things and optimizing the funnel. And that's the current funnel that I use and recommend, yeah. Yeah. So I found it interesting. So basically, you are selling a group coaching program, if I understand correctly, yeah. And that's the one program you're selling. And you're running a webinar. Obviously, you have some teaser, like there's something that people want to learn, and that's the name of the webinar, right? They want to avoid making mistakes. They want to. They don't want to burn more, <laughs> uh, you know, burn more bridges or or have more, uh, you know, failures around Facebook ads. And then you teach them some other ways. But then you invite them to a strategy session. So you have someone on your team maybe doing that, uh, uh, and then they join your group coaching program. So it's a simple funnel. Exactly. And as I said earlier. In a different context, I like to keep it simple. Yeah. Because usually when it gets more complex, it breaks. And it's it's really hard to scale a complex process. So the simpler the process, the easier to scale it. Yeah. When you have a cold audience, there are often these suggestions that you should warm them up before, that you should maybe have some visibility ads, you know, maybe there's an article about Ray or he was on a podcast, uh, you know, and I'm starting to think highly of you before I certainly see an ad invitation to that webinar or some video views. Like, you skip all of that? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I tested all of that because, you know, it's it seems like common sense of what the gurus tell you. So I, I did everything, you know, I did, uh, how do you call it, like launch way, runway launch ads. So like video ads, you know, like months before my launch, I did that. I um, advertised freebies, you know, get my free PDF, uh, give me your email address, and then I nurture you for like whatever, six months. And what I found is, in theory, that sounds like obvious to do that. <laughs> yeah, it sounds totally logical. And when someone says it, you're like, oh, yeah, of course I have to do that. But you tried it out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I spent a lot of money on that. And it works to some extent, so it, it works somehow. But what I found, if you look at the numbers, that, I mean, for example, people, they opt, they opt in for your free PDF, 
or free whatever. And then whatever, 30% don't even open the email. Yeah. And then another 20% don't click the link. And then another 20% don't watch the damn thing. <laughs> so, you know, and the more steps you build in that funnel, the less people uh, make it to the end. Yeah. And so what I found is I spent a lot of money on, on you know, that opt-in funnel, but it's less efficient in terms of ad budget if it just goes straight to the webinar and invite them to a strategy session and sell them as stuff. So it's simpler and uh, more efficient. So you're constantly then running ads to a cold audience. People have never heard of you, but you are then answering a pain point they have, which makes them want to sign up. But there must be a huge drop off also for cold people. Like they sign up for the webinar, don't show up or show up and don't book a strategy session. How do you redeem that? Like, do you try to catch them on later? I mean, obviously, uh, there's, there are also drop-offs in that process. You're right. Not everybody watches the webinar, not till the end. Not everybody books a call and stuff like that. But still, there's less steps. Before, I had like, whatever, 15 steps where the drop-off is, and now I have like four steps. The, the numbers just are more attractive doing it that way. Yeah, and I like, like you said, simple, simple. But what do you do to the people who do not show up to the webinar or don't book a strategy call? Do you somehow try to get them back? Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I do have some like contingency plans here. Uh, on the one uh, side, I mean, I have the email address. So I do like, you know, an email campaign, you didn't show up uh, or you just uh, watched the 10 minutes. Why don't you get opt in again and watch it till the end? So I, I'm sending out some emails if they didn't show up or if I didn't watch it like the whole thing. I also sent out emails to people that watched the whole thing but didn't book a call. And so, so I did different email campaigns, yeah. Yeah, how many? Are there three paths, four paths? I have one campaign for people that showed up and watched to the end, one campaign for people that showed up but didn't watch to the end, and one campaign, or it's actually it's one big campaign, but anyway, and a couple of emails that didn't book a call. So I sent them emails with testimonials, and another invitation to book a call. So that, I guess that's pretty, pretty standard, pretty basic. But the nice thing again here is I set it up like one time and it just works like the whole year. And I can, you know, tweak it. And if one email has a lower open rate, I just change it and look if, if I find something better. On the Facebook ad side, I also have, I mean, I have a campaign for cold traffic. And I have like two more campaigns, one for warm traffic, the, the people that somehow reacted but didn't opt in to the webinar, and one for the hot traffic, people that watched the webinar have been on the page for booking a call but didn't book a call. So like three campaigns in total. So it's, it's still simple. It's still simple. And... Is it most people that still go straight to the booking a call? Like, is that the majority versus those who come later? Like, how much are you able to grab afterwards? Yeah, so like, I don't know, like 90% directly book a call. The rest, you know, the whole retargeting thing is, is a nice to have. 90% is nailing a, a great webinar and that's it. Yeah. Mm. So did you do the webinar live first to, to nail a good webinar? How do you know if it's a good webinar? What should people expect? Like there's all kinds of numbers. Like 
Should you have 3% book a strategy call or 50%? Like, what's the range? Yeah. I mean, I did many live webinars before, so I have a feeling, you know, for what works, what doesn't work. Um, and then at some point I recorded it. And the nice thing is you, if you keep it running for like, and especially if it's not live in your backend of your webinar system, you see like a, a curve, you know, how many people drop off after 10 minutes, after 20 minutes, after 30 minutes. And at, if at some point you see like a drop off that's unusual, unusually high, you know that at, at exactly like minute 12, you have a problem. And that, that's cool to know because then you switch it out and, and keep it running for another four weeks and see if, it, if it's better. But what should people expect? You know, if someone is just like listening to this interview and they're like, oh, I want to do this, and they go and record the webinar, what is a good number in terms of conversions? So when you start out, I would shoot for like 10%, like 10% of attendees book a call. But if you like optimize and improve it, you could, it could go up to 20% that book a call. Yeah. And that means they are watching. So it's, it's not just those who signed up for a webinar, but those who are actually watching. Exactly, because you, you pitch the, like the call in the last whatever, like three minutes or five minutes. So they need to get to that point. Yeah. And, and that way you also make sure that you have people on the phone that, that know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, they, they are prepared. They have watched the webinar, so they know what they're talking about. So you basically calculate the people who are still with you at the end of the webinar and from that percentage Anywhere between 10 and 20% is a good number. No, actually from all attendees. So if, all attendees. Okay. if 100 people attend the webinar and see the first minute, like 10 people should book a call. Yeah. So it's, it's similar to a launch. Like we calculate all the people that sign up for a launch webinar, actually whether they show up or not. You know, that's how we calculate a launch list. So this is similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what do you say to someone who said, okay, do I need to have something like a group coaching program and discovery call? Couldn't I just sell my course that costs, I don't know, 297, 497, 997? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I wouldn't recommend that funnel to just anybody with any offering because doing those calls obviously costs time, either your time or the time of your sales agent. And, and I wouldn't do calls if you have a, an offering that whatever, a, a couple of hundred euros. It just doesn't make sense time-wise. If you sell a course for whatever, 297, I would lead them directly to a sales page and, you know, self-service <laughs> checkout. <laughs> but um, as soon as you have like a product with a certain price point, especially uh, group coaching, it definitely makes sense. And especially also if you like want to work, I mean, if you're selling courses, probably you don't have a, a lot of, you know, interaction with your customer. It doesn't really matter for you who, who buys your product. But as soon as you're selling one-on-one -on -one services or group coaching, where you spend a lot of time uh, with the people and where it's also, you know, we have to be careful who's in the group coaching that, that don't spoil the, you know, the spirit. Then you want to look very carefully who, who you actually invite in your product uh, or in your, your program. And uh, so if you're selling group coaching or any kind of, you know, heavy interactive offerings, definitely you should put a call in between to make sure that you get the right customers. Yeah, absolutely. 
But if you look at the cost of Facebook ads, as you say, I'm not even talking about hiring agency, but let's say you, you need to spend a, a decent amount of money on ads and maybe you're doing coaching with someone like yourself. So that's an investment too, even if you're not working with an agency. Selling something for two ninety seven after Evergreen, does it pay off? Exactly. I would say selling something for two ninety seven, whatever way, <laughs> is not is not a great business. <laughs> I mean, there are exceptions. Don't get me wrong. I have one customer. She's actually she's selling a course for about two hundred euros in the consumer space, and she recently made a hundred k in a month. But uh, I mean, there are always exceptions. Obviously, I would say. Of course, you can try to do that, to can pull that off, but it's way easier to increase your price <laughs> and, and make the same amount of revenue, you know, with the higher ticket items or offerings. So if someone has a course for 297, they either should maybe change it, make it longer, more, more valuable. And, and because uh, the risk with uh, this price of a course, as you say, there are people that do it, but they are maybe in a consumer space and maybe the lead cost a dollar or two versus you have to pay 10 or 20 for some other leads in other business, especially in business coaching. It's quite expensive. Yeah, I agree. So you are, people are entering your group coaching program all year long. doesn't matter when they join, but what if, uh, you know, people want to combine this method with launching? Is there any way you can see that they could do that? So one, one part in my program is you're heavily focused on Facebook ads because that I did for the last couple of years. So, I mean, for how to run Facebook ads, it doesn't really matter if you do a live launch or if you do a challenge or an evergreen launch or whatever, as long as somebody opts in for something. <laughs> so, so the whole Facebook ads thing is like 100% the same. I also have customers in my program that do launches, so um, that, that's fine. The only thing is they are limited to, you know, their launch period because, you know, they're running ads for like one or two months and then the launch is over. Then they start again like a half a year later. But besides that, Facebook ads is completely the same. I actually love launching just that I want to defend launches here. But I think it's a personality thing. You know, Ray, you said yourself, you know, you're an introvert. You like to be in your cave and I like to be top of the mountain and, uh, you know, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, be on stage. And I think it's a very interesting thing that uh, I love launches, but we also have a group coaching program. People can join anytime. And we do a monthly information call exactly for this reason. We actually have a live call, but the key is here that we're continuously running ads. We are not running them just in launches because it's very risky, as you said, to just come and say, oh, I want to spend a lot of money now in two weeks. You can't even do that because Facebook will not allow you to. But if you continuously run ads, they start to like you. And so you can come with your launch and also uh, spend more. Yeah, yeah. And the reason for that is that what people don't understand, uh, at least my customers, I guess your customers too, they think Facebook somehow don't, doesn't like them or whatever. Uh, Facebook likes our customers. The problem are the bad guys, you know, <laughs> that try to run ads for stuff that is simply not allowed and to uh, surprise the algorithm or to surprise, you know, all the security systems at Facebook 
they go in with like like short period, huge amount of money until the ad account gets shut down. And then new ad account, same game, um, until it gets shut down. And that's the reason why Facebook is very, uh, very, very alert. If suddenly in an ad account, the, the spending goes up, like, I mean, that's normal for a launch, but it looks like fraud to the Facebook algorithm. And that's the reason why it's hard, you know, spend like, like short bursts, a lot of money. What do you say to the uh, tiny products? It's a trend now to sell something for 27, 37, 47, and basically get a paying customers on your email list, not have any freebie hunters. Obviously, with that strategy, you are not making money on the front end. You're probably losing, let's say, Maybe it costs the same to get the lead as you are making money, but what do you say to that strategy to continuously run to a super low price product, knowing that you possibly have to make money with some other stuff later on? Yeah, I mean, I have a couple of um, friends or um, partners uh, in the industry that run that kind of strategy. I mean, it's pretty similar actually to a free plus shipping uh, book funnel. You know, where you send out a free book, you just have to pay shipping, uh, but the shipping is like whatever, nine euros. <laughs> so it's, it's not free, but anyway, it looks, it looks free. And that funnel uh, can't work, but from my point of view, it just adds complexity. You need to write that book, and the same would be you need to produce that 27 thing or $47, 47, $47 thing. And, um, if you're talking to people that that are having like a real problem, you know, and they want to spend like real money on solving a problem, so it's not some gimmick, then offering them something for $27, I'm not sure if I would, you know, get my like dream customer. It's the same in like, uh, I walk in like a, a car store, uh, you know, where I want to look at uh, whatever, uh, Aston Martins. And then the guy wants to sell me like a keychain, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted to buy the car. It's one way, but it's not my preferred way. Yeah. I guess there are different opinions on it. But yeah, I was interested in, in your opinion on it. Yeah. So what do you see coming for Facebook ads? You know, it's been tricky this year with pandemic, elections, all these things. What is the one thing people should be, uh, let's say, st stay wary of? One thing is to not stop running Facebook ads. Is there anything else? Yeah, I mean, Facebook is continuously evolving. So they can't run ads like two years ago, whatever. It just doesn't work. So one thing that they should be aware of is um, to just be compliant. Don't do anything that Facebook doesn't like. But it's actually pretty easy to be compliant if you think from a customer perspective, so what, or from a, like a Facebook user perspective, so uh, don't be too salesy, don't be too pushy, don't uh, be annoying. <laughs> if you're a nice guy in your Facebook ads, Facebook likes you, but also the people like you that see your ads, and that's a pretty safe strategy to you know be successful on that platform. <laughs> that's great. Thank you, Ray. I thank you so much. I'm so glad we were able to connect again after about three years of getting that email. Uh, Ray, I thank you for sharing. And I'm excited to hear from our listeners who is going to go for the goal of 100,000 a month 
with Facebook ads without launching. Thank you for joining the show, Ray. Thank you, Sigrun. It was a pleasure. Go to the show notes at sigrun.com forward slash 410, where you can sign up for the live planning workshop and find all the links to Ray Baumeister. Thank you for listening to The Sigrun Show. Did you enjoy this episode? Let me know that you listened by tagging me in your Insta story or Instagram post using my handle sigruncom and the hashtag Sigrun Show. See you in the next episode. Thank you.